Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I am the Clydesdale. She is Elena Buds, and I am so excited to have her back. Uh, we talked to her right before the Atlas Games, and now some exciting things have happened in her life, and we're having her back. So welcome, Elena. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. Good to be back. Yeah. So um, what I want to do is I'm going to dive into what's recently happened, and then I'm going to go back and I actually have some follow-up questions from our first interview and then like kind of some things that like, I want to talk Atlas games, some things like that uh, to kind of finish out the show. Sure. Perfect. So sound good. Yeah. So if people don't know who you are, you are a two-time semifinal athlete who keeps improving every year and just recently joined the underdogs camp in Vegas. Yes, I did. Exciting. So, so why underdogs? Um, honestly, they obviously have a have grown since you know maybe they first like got out like a few years ago, and um, just seeing all of the incredible athletes that have come from that camp and who are working under Justin and, and Kiefer, it was, it's always been like a, a draw for me, you know? Um, and so the fact that now it's, it actually was an opportunity that came up. It was, it was a given. So, okay. So I got to ask who approached who? Did they come to you or did you go to them? Um, so actually one of the underdogs reached out to, uh, to us. So that's how it went. Okay. That's how it first started. Yeah. So that, that has to make you feel pretty excited. It does. It like kind of came out of nowhere and it's like, okay, let's, you know, kind of explore this a little bit more because, you know, things happen for a reason. So this didn't just come out of nowhere for no reason. So of course I wanted to explore it a little bit more and see if it was something that made sense and something that I would want to do. And so I did just that. Yeah. So did you get a like try it on period where you went out to Vegas kind of went through a week or so or a weekend and then made your decision? Yeah. So once I did have um, the Zoom call with Justin, he encouraged um, for us to come out there and to just spend a week out there because obviously it's not like I'm moving two hours away where I could just drive, you know, back home or whatever. It's like, this is a cross the country move. I've never been, I mean, the only time I'd been to Vegas was for um, the West Coast Classic, that semifinal a few years ago. So 
other than that, it was like, yeah, let's try this out first. Let's see if this, if the environment is exactly what, you know, I'm looking for, if it's the right environment, if I feel like I fit in, if it all makes sense. And the only way to do that is to go out there and to actually experience it for the week. And so that's what I ended up doing. And honestly, by the first few days and being around everyone, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is pretty awesome. So when about did this transpire? I know that, of course, Justin and all the underdogs were at West Coast Classic two years ago. Justin and Allison were in Montreal for for um, Atlas Games. So they so he's seen you up close and in person at events. Mm-hmm. Um, did they mention any of your performances in the courtship? Um, yeah. So like when we did have the. Uh, Zoom call with Justin. He obviously brought, you know, brought that up, said, you know, we had seen each other at Atlas Games and like, you know, the Buds and Scuds. And obviously, you know, he was there with Allison. Um, So yes, he was, I'm sure watching, you know, and was there um, and, you know, obviously saw, saw something, you know, in me and, you know, my performances. So and I, that was, that was an honor. I appreciated that, you know, a lot. So, yeah. So when, when does this recruitment start? Because this is kind of a new thing for CrossFit and we don't really understand us outsiders don't really understand that kind of season when, when coaches are reaching out to people or people are reaching out to coaches. So did that happen over the summer after the games? You don't have to be specific, just kind of like general. Yeah, um, it happened probably about a month and a half ago. It was oh, wow. It was very soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very, very recent. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I would say month and a half to to two months ago. Um, just yeah, got reached out by. Then kind of made the connections, made the calls, went out to Vegas for the week very shortly after, you know, having a call. And I want to say, you know, three weeks-ish later was when I, you know, decided to make the move out here. So you've been there for about a month? I've been here for two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, about two weeks. You're an old hat now. So I'm and you haven't gambled away all your money. I have yet to do that. The only time that I did that <laughs> was when we went to West Coast Classic and we just, you know, spent some time at a casino after the competition. I'm like, as soon as I lost my $20 in two seconds, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so then what you had to see something in Justin that made you want to come to Vegas or was it, or was it more like, um, more overall scope of the program? Yeah. I mean, obviously like, you know, I said in the beginning, just the athletes that have come from, you know, under him and, and what underdogs and Justin have produced, 
is obviously something that you can't miss. And just the environment that you see via social media and what that attracts is what definitely drew me to at least explore it. And the fact that I would be around, you know, very well-known athletes, whether they've been to the games or whether they've been, you know, are trying to go to the games or making their way there or have been on a team or whatever, it's, it was definitely like, it, it was something that I just wanted to see if it was the right, you know, fit for me as well. Um, and it ended up being that it was. So yeah, it's just very exciting. I think you're on mute. I'm a professional. <laughs> I'm like, I hope I didn't mess up. <laughs> no, no. It's all me. It happens at least once a show. Got it out of the way early. So um, I have to admit, I'm a little bit biased that I am good friends with Justin <laughs> and I love his coaching style and his technique. Mm -hmm. I, I love the passion that he shows in his athletes. And like when you are with him, he is all in on you. Yeah. So like, I've obviously only been here for a few weeks, but that is the number one thing that already I love is like when he, you know, walks in the gym every day, he makes it a point to go to every single athlete in the gym and like, say hi, say good morning, check in on them. And just like, when it's their time, like that's all he's focused on. And then it's also when he leaves the gym at the end of the day too, like that's, it's the same thing. It's a goodbye, you know, see you later. Just like that, those little things, uh, aside from like, obviously the, the coaching and him being there throughout the entire session. And when he's focused on you, he's focused aside from all of that, like just those little things of, you know, feeling important and feeling just like present with him you know, in that moment, really, that means a lot. I know you're close with your mom. <laughs> Justin preaches that underdogs is a family and mm -hmm. it's not just lip service. Like I know they sometimes eat together. Heck, Alex let them live with her while they were moving into their new home. Like it is truly a family. Is that another thing that attracted you there? Absolutely. When I went out for the week, um, we ended up having a, a dinner one night at Ashley and Justin's house. And at first I thought it was just going to be like a, you know, little get together. All of like the underdogs ended up coming and I'm like, this is so cool. And they're like, yeah, you know, this is what we do, you know, a lot. I'm like, this is awesome. We ate together. We, you know, watched some shows. We talked, we played some board games and it was just easy. It was natural. It was, it really was like a family because that's what he had said, you know, on the initial zoom call was like, we're all about family. And that was also the, um, one of the drawing factors for me. It was like, I love that. And I'm like, I want to experience that. And as soon as we had that dinner, 
I'm like, yeah, he, he wasn't like, that wasn't a, that wasn't a joke. They, they are actually a family and whether it's like hanging out outside of the gym like that, or when it's inside of the gym, yes, we're focused, we're training, you know, we're working on whatever we need to, but it's also like such a, a supportive, encouraging environment. And everyone just wants the best for everyone. So it's really, it's really special. So the head recruiter, I know for a fact is Ashley. Like when they need to, when it's a tough sell, she gets involved. Did she need to get involved with you or could she be hands off and just let like Kiefer and Justin take it? Yeah. So I, I actually didn't even meet Ashley until um, I think we had that dinner at their house, excuse me, the one night. So <laughs> I think it was pretty, yeah. pretty easy. I think I, I think I said yes, very, very easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so I don't know if you, have you heard the stories of Ashley recruiting? I haven't. No. So like with Kiefer, like she was trying to hook him up with a date to get him to move to Vegas. Like, hey, I found a girl. <laughs> wow. Like that hardcore. Yeah. Um, that is ever hardcore. since I met Ashley, like at least once a month in my DMs, hey, you know, Vegas is pretty cool. I bet you she's trying to get you. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So, and she yeah, like it is, she's hardcore. Yeah, she is amazing though, honestly. Oh, one of the best people on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Always has a smile on her face. So then, so then you have Kiefer, who's kind of like the yin to Justin's yang, mm-hmm. right? Justin is this outpouring of emotion, a lot of like passion, and Kiefer's kind of like Mr. Laidback. So you get both of them as a coach. So you get this kind of complete picture and complete how, how up or how much are you looking forward to that kind of a, a coaching package? I love it because it's such a good balance. Like you need, I think you need both of that. You know, you need the coach that is, you know, there for you expresses that, you know, is very just like passionate about that and and shows. And then you also need the side that's like pretty straightforward and like not very emotional. Um, I think that's a very, good uh combo that they have here and that is going to continue to bring success to me to the all the other athletes you know that are here and then you just get ashley that with all the smiles that's just amazing yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah um so you know justin came to fame you know underground through grid league and then carrie pierce and him their relationship together, the specialness of that relationship that was seen in the 2020 games where Kerry podiumed, um, elevated him to a whole new level. Right. And that's when underdogs was born. You bring on Bethany and Danielle, and then it grows on and you have Matt and Kyra and Alex and, you know, it just goes on and, and Allison. So now you get out there, uh, the athletes now are Kyra and Allison and Alex, those are pretty much the core women. 
Um, how do you fit in with them? Um, I mean, honestly, it was so easy. Like they, they made me feel so comfortable from the beginning. They made me feel so welcomed from the beginning, like the week out there. I, that was the first time I had met Alex and Kyra. And obviously I was at, um, Atlas with Allie, but I didn't ever really introduce myself, you know, to her. So it was kind of like the first interactions with all of them. And right from the start, man, like it, it was so easy. And it was just like, I met like three new, really good friends from the start. And now that we get to train together, you know, pretty much every day is like, it's pretty much a dream come true because like I said before, it's so competitive, the environment, like, of course we want to win and, and beat each other, but it's as soon as the workout is done, as soon as the strength work is done, whatever it may be, it's all encouraging. It's all supportive. It's fist bumps. It's, you know, hugs, high fives. It's hellos in the, you know, as soon as we walk in and see each other in the morning, it's like, it's a combination of all of that. And it's so special. And the fact that I just like received that love from the beginning and that acceptance from the beginning makes me love this move and loves this change even more. So I th we talked last time, your background is in all-star cheerleading. Yes. Um, Allie came from all-star cheerleading. It's been right so here. cool to like talk about it a little bit with her. <laughs> yeah. So you guys have had those conversations? Yeah. Yeah. The when I went out for the week in Vegas, um, we were had just like talked about a bunch of things, but that was something that got brought up was like, hey, you know, I heard that you did cheerleading and oh yeah, no, so did you. And we just talked about the teams that we were on and kind of how we both started and and where she went and where I went. And it was just like really cool to relate to, you know, someone about that because I don't know, I don't really know many all-star cheerleaders in the CrossFit space right now. So it was just cool to be able to relate to her like that. Yeah. And she's just like the best. She really is. Like, <laughs> like so really just the best. I don't even know how else to describe her other yeah. than just the best. Yeah. And that's and every athlete there. Every yeah. athlete there is so awesome from Matt to yes. Um, Kyra to Alex, like I love every one of those, those guys. And I, and you know, I'm not supposed to have a rooting interest, but I do. I love it. I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in Vegas, you know, you're a Northeast girl yeah. and you go to the desert. Yes. So how are you acclimating to Vegas? Obviously. I know it's only been two weeks. Yeah. I mean, obviously it took like, man, the first actual, so I, we arrived there cause we drove across country. Um, so when we arrived on Friday, it was like Friday night, late, exhausted. Cause my mom drove with me and then flew back. So we were exhausted the next day, Saturday. And I'm like, I got to move around. I've been in a car for three days. I just need to move. So that first Saturday, 
<laughs> we started off with like um, a track workout and I'm like, all right, you know, like, let's just, let's just go for it. Let's just move. Man, well, that ended up being like a day where they had this crazy windstorm. So I guess there's windstorms out here in Vegas or in the West Coast. I don't know. Anyway, there was a huge windstorm that day. <laughs> so on top of me not being being able to breathe and acclimating to the dry, you know, air here, there was a windstorm. <laughs> so that was just great to start off the day. No, but it really was because we got to run, you know, I got to run with like Allie, um, Carrie, Mitch. So it was like, it was a good group of us. So it was a great way to start the day. But then we went to the gym, we trained, um, ended up doing like the hardest 40 minute EMOM of my life. But I'm like, you know what? I'm here. I'm thankful. I'm moving. And it, I know it'll get better. <laughs> but the first probably week, so yeah, I would say week or so, it was just acclimating as best I could. Like, obviously I knew that it was going to take a little bit. So I didn't, you know, stress or worry. I was just thankful and happy to finally be there and be in that environment. Um, so now I'm starting to finally feel like, all right, I'm good. I think I can do this, this thing out here, you know? So I can't hear you. <laughs> I, I swear I'm a professional. I swear. So my co-host who's actually traveling back from Virginia oh, what was right now. The email? Okay. What was Imam? Um, all right. So it was minute one. We had to do, I think it was 13 cows on the echo bike. Or no, start off with the ski. It was 13 cows on the ski. Then we went into um, I think it was like six to eight muscle-ups, ring muscle-ups. Then it was back to the bike for 13 calories on the echo bike. Then it was um, a heavy yoke, heavy yoke. Maybe it's like 50 foot yoke. I don't know what it was. It was like, I think 450, something like that. Um, one round. And then the next round was like a heavy sled push. So listen, it doesn't sound terrible when you you listen oh, to it. Oh, it sounds terrible. But <laughs> my machines ended up turning into like, all right, just work for 45 seconds because I just had nothing left. Oh, it had wall balls in it. So that was another minute. That had um, tall and heavy wall balls. So it was just lots of breathing. Lots of breathing and, that and day. Um, Kat says, I'm out. That... Uh, that would also be the hardest team yes, of my life. life. Yeah, <laughs> it was no joke. <laughs> so how, you're not you're not super tall, right? You're now I'm five four. I mean, I guess that's five average. four. Okay, yeah, cats cats like four eleven. Oh, she's really okay. five one. She's really five one. I'm okay. just kidding her shit. It's still wall balls are tough then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, wall balls are her least favorite movement. Oh yeah. So when I, uh, more about acclimating, mm -hmm. how much water were you drinking per workout with that dry heat? Cause I know when I was there for West coast, like, yeah. like I'd walk 10 meters and my mouth was so dry. I couldn't swallow. Yeah. So I've noticed that I've been filling up my water bottle in the gym 
more times than I ever have when I was back home. It, I mean, I, and Allie kind of helped me out with this too. When we were, um, when I was visiting for the week out here, she was like, even though it's not like too, too hot, just still make sure, you know, you're drinking enough water because it is just very dry out here. So like ever since that moment, I'm like, all right, just even if you're not thirsty, just make sure you're drinking enough water. And ever since that moment, I'm like, all right, you know, just making sure that I am getting in enough and, and making sure, you know, I'm taking in, you know, salt and, and all of that throughout the day. Um, because like, yeah, definitely the first few days, I'm like trying to work out. My mouth is like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't yeah. even talk right now. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, one of our members, uh, Wad Zombie, uh, Nick from Wad Zombie is oh, okay. awesome, by the way. Uh, he's just starting to learn about you and he's like, she's a beast. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, the, the cross country trip, right? Yeah. That's actually something I've always dreamed of doing. Mm -hmm. Now I'm sure you did it rushed, but what were the <laughs> highlights of the trip going across the country? So the biggest highlight was definitely getting it, getting to do it with my mom. So the fact that her and I were able to just do that together, that's always been something that she's wanted to do. Now, yes, we did do it somewhat rushed because we had a destination where we wanted to get to. So we didn't get to, you know, stop places or whatnot. But honestly, the views along the way, even though we didn't stop, there was like no need to. Because going through all of the states and looking at everything, it was like the pictures, the videos, they really, I know it's super cliche, but they don't do justice at all to like what your eyes actually see as you're driving across country. Like Colorado was probably the coolest state that we drove through. It was unbelievable. So yeah, just getting to experience all that. And then like you go through Kansas and it's a hundred miles without seeing anything, just flat. There was like the craziest thing. So it goes from Colorado with all these mountains and, and canyons and whatnot to then just flat. It's like, okay, I hope we don't run out of gas right now because <laughs> that won't be good. <laughs> yeah. All you see are cows, wheat. Yes. Yeah. Like no service for a good amount of time. I'm like, yeah, hopefully no one breaks down out here. <laughs> So you just took in the natural beauty. You didn't need to see like the biggest ball of yarn or any of that, that crazy stuff. No, we didn't. We didn't do any of that. <laughs> it was just the beauty of all the states that we went through was unreal. The one state that we did stop at though, and actually like take it in and take pictures was Utah. Um, so we just like found this little area to kind of turn off and, and to go like view and explore. And so that's the one thing that we did because I looked at my mom and I'm like, we got to at least stop somewhere. Like we're driving across the country right now. Let's just at least stop and look at, you know, something. So we ended up stopping in, stopping in Utah and that was just, it was unbelievable. It was great. So what I find fascinating and, and that's cool that you stopped in Utah because I just seen a TikTok video where a guy was making a topographical map of the United States 
and 3D printing each state. So I grew up in Pennsylvania, right? So you have to go, that's where the Appalachian Mountains are. And you get up into the Appalachian Mountains and you think, man, that the scenic, the scenes are beautiful there. You can see so much. And, and he held up the 3D print of Utah compared to Pennsylvania. And it was like Pennsylvania, Utah, like the topographical part of it was so like four or five times what Pennsylvania was. And, and in the Appalachians in Pennsylvania is the highest point East of the Mississippi. So like that tells you like, it's crazy tall when you get out West. Crazy. Like you can't even explain it. It is unbelievable out there. It's like the coolest things I've ever seen so far to date my life (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I, I have not explored enough of the West part of this country and I've got to do it soon. Yeah. Hey, let's go, Ashley. (laughs) She's going to get to do it. (laughs) Well, honestly, I do think, I think my wife and I are coming out to Vegas to visit, um, to drop in, see what you guys are all up to, maybe get some interviews live and then uh, do some stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, because it gets cold here in the winter, and that's the time to come visit you guys. Yes, for sure. I know. I'm like, so what does it get out here? And they're like, well, right now is kind of like the coldest that you'll see. I'm like, really? So like 50 degrees? I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, we're actually getting like really warm right now. It's it I was know. like 70 today. To my mom and my family, they're like, this is, we've had such a good week. I'm like, what does that mean? And she's like, yeah, it's like high of 75 today. I'm like, oh, wow, it's warmer over there than it is here today. <laughs> yeah. So you talked last time we, we had you on about how close you and your mom are, that you guys are best friends. Um, and I, divul- I divulged that my, I am a mama's boy. And that my mom and I are really tight too. So how hard is it that you're now clear across the country from your mom? It's hard for sure. I mean, I, I miss my mom. I miss my family, you know, all the time. Um, but the fact that not just her, but my whole family, when they found out about, you know, me moving out here, they're all so supportive of all of this. And so the fact that they are made the move and made being out here that much easier, you know, because it's like, yes, it's far, but we can still FaceTime. We can still talk. It's not, you know, the end of the world. We still, you know, they can come and visit here. I'm going to go home. So it's like, we can still make it work. You know, I'm trying to chase this dream of mine. And like I said, they're so supportive of it. So they just want me to go after it and have fun and enjoy it. So the fact that they're like that, it's made being, you know, all, you know, these hours away from them that much easier. So I'm very thankful that, you know, they've been like that. Um, Yeah. You need to be my producer. <laughs> I don't know what the sign is, the symbol. <laughs> um, so two things. 
so I'm allergic to my dog. That's why I have to mute all the time because I just have to clear my throat so that I can speak. Okay. okay. Um, but I don't. I'm. I will not get rid of my dog. And it actually is a good segue into this question, which okay. is two things. One, the flights to Vegas are pretty economical compared to other places you would fly to, mm -hmm. right? Two, did you bring a friend with you to Vegas to keep you company? A hundred percent. I brought my baby boy. He's sleeping right now. He's over there, but yeah, he, you betcha. He made the cross country trip with my mom and I, he did not like us being in the car for the three days. Cause he's, he's not great in the car, but he did it. He made it. I'm so proud of him for doing it. And it honestly has made him better in the car since by the way, because I think he now realizes that Oh, nothing's going to happen when I hop in the car with mom. You know, it's all good. But yeah, also having him here with me has made the transition, the move so much easier too, because it's like, I have my best friend with me, you know, so I'm not alone. I'm not, I yeah. just move here completely by myself. It's like, no, I, I have him. Yeah. He can't talk, but I talk to him. That's for sure. <laughs> And he is a, he's a golden retriever, two years old. Beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, looks like, like a big fuzzy snuggle bunny. Oh gosh. I love him. He's so perfect. He definitely hears me right now too. So, uh, Andrew <laughs> says, Scott, you need to have your guests make a sign that says you're on mute. <laughs> okay. So that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my dog is much smaller. My dog is Chihuahua Yorkie mix. Okay. Um, okay. With the coloring of a Rottweiler. Okay. And he thinks he's a mini Rottweiler. Oh. Like he thinks he's the toughest dude on the block. Yes. And he's 20 pounds. <laughs> That's usually how they go. Like um, the woman who I'm rooming with right now, her and her mom have, they have a bunch of like little dogs too. And, um, which is so great for, for my dog, because like, he's got a bunch of friends wherever he goes now, but that's, I've never like lived in a house with little dogs before, but that's exactly right. Like they, they think that they're massive, but they're like, you're 10 pounds, you know? And it's like the funniest thing. <laughs> and all of Walter's friends are big dogs, like labs. Uh, my nephew's dog is like Austrian something, this beautiful, massive dog. Like the, like all of his friends are a hundred pounds okay. and, and Walter thinks he can take them all. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. He's like, no way, man. <laughs> now, the, the, what his advantage are is he's so quick that oh, if they yeah, even try to like legs. paw him or anything, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Or it can, yeah, just disappear or hide somewhere where they can't get to. Yeah. 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 So I want to go back now that we we've got you to Vegas. I think I have all my notes. Um, I, one last thing about Vegas. When we talked to you last, we talked about your belief, your belief in you that you were, that you belonged in these semifinals with these people. And you said that there had just been a recent turnaround to that. One thing that I love about Justin is that is a big thing for him, getting his people to believe in themselves. 
Have you noticed that in the short time that you're there? And where are you on that scale of believing that you belong? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's like, that's what another thing that I love about his coaching is that he is always trying to get his athletes to eventually um, get to that full belief, that full confidence in themselves, you know, and I've definitely noticed that with um, just like how he, how he's been interacting, you know, with his other athletes and then also him getting to learn and to know about me and, and, you know, how to get me to eventually get there as well. Um, So I think that's just like a really special thing um, that, he has as a coach and, and as a person too, it's like you, you always, yeah, you need someone to tell you how to go faster on a workout or to do something better. But at the end of the day, if the athlete isn't, if they don't believe that they can do that, then it's going to make it a lot harder for them to actually get to that point. So I think like that's the foundation of it is that belief. And I love that he focuses on that. And I'm excited to continue as, you know, this season starts to get going and to continue getting more time under him and and with him um, to see what that does for me. Um, Because yes, I, have kind of worked on that on my own before I moved out here. But now that I'm in this environment, I'm excited to see what that looks like under this, you know, new coach, this new environment. Um, Yeah. So famously Alex, and when she made the semifinal, her shirt, her spot, like to help her pay for the games said, believe on it. It's the Ted Lasso um, sign that she had on the front of her shirt. I don't know if you knew that, um, but it was a big part of her story. And when I heard you were going to underdogs and I had listened back to what we had talked about, I was like, man, that's the perfect place for her. Cause that's, that is, it's just meant to be. Um, So you're now in Vegas. Do you have to work to support yourself or are you able to make this a professional living yet? I mean, eventually I would love to get to that point for sure of not, you know, of becoming like this full-time athlete where I'm just focusing on, you know, training, getting that done and in and and then my recovery and whatnot. But I know that doesn't come right away. Like my bio in my, you know, I think Instagram has for the longest time has been like earned, not given. And it's like, yeah, I got to earn that. And it's going to take time to get to that point. Um, so until then, just work hard and you'll, you'll eventually show people, you'll show the world that like, you know, like, you know, who you are. So no, I am coaching at Rhino currently. Awesome. Yeah. So doing that. So I, I knew you were coaching before. Mm -hmm. And so was that a pretty seamless transition to Rhino in Vegas? Yeah, it was. And I've been coaching for 
a long time anyway. So, you know, it, the hardest part is just learning people's names, <laughs> you know, in the beginning, it's like, you know, you're walking into a whole new community. So it's like, okay, hi everyone. You know, like I'm new to you, you guys are new to me. So it's just the beginning stages that are like, all right, let's, let's feel this thing out. But after that, you break the barrier. It's, it's just like, you know, it's coaching at any other place. And I'm, I'm thankful that they have that opportunity for me here. So many, many psychiatry here. Do you identify right now more as a coach or an athlete? Um, right now I would say I'm inching closer athlete. Okay. Yeah. What, how will you identify yourself when you deem yourself a success? Like meaning coach or athlete between those two. Oof. Yes. Um, athlete. Athlete. Um, Can I ask why the pause? Because I think I've, I've been both for so long, like coach and athlete, and both have helped me get to where I am right now. And both will continue to get me to where I want to go to. Um, so it's like, I, I don't want to not give credit to either one because they both have played a huge role in my journey. You know, obviously an athlete work, actually doing the work to, you know, get to where I want to get to my goals and my dreams, but also the coaching side of it has been a massive part of my life. And it's where I've met so many amazing people who have supported me throughout this journey as well. And have helped me get to this part. And, um, and so it's like, I don't want to not give credit to both, you know, or, or either, or. So here's a follow-up. When you coach, do you get so connected to your athletes that it's hard for you to sever that tie to deem yourself a success? It is. I, I do love my athletes, like who I work with and who I get to coach, like with all the gyms that I've been at and all the gyms that I've gotten the opportunity to coach at, I have made amazing connections with all of them and lifelong friendships with all of them. So yeah, it's like, I'm not just an athlete. I have also have this amazing other side to me that has connected me with incredible people in my life. So yeah. <laughs> Do you see a comparison in the way you look at your athletes and the way Justin looks at his athletes as family? 
I do. Until just now, I I haven't like thought about that, but that's probably why coming to underdogs was such an attraction for me because it's not just a, you know, you're my coach, I'm your athlete. That's where it ends. It's more than that. It's deeper than that. And that's exactly where I go with the people who I've coached along the, the years. So yeah, until you just asked me that, that's not something that I've ever thought about, but that absolutely plays a role in why I have loved being here and why I chose to be here. So you saw a coaching style you were very familiar with. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's the care, man. It really is. It's the care that he puts into his athletes that, yeah, I guess that it's what I have always tried to do with mine too. So, yeah. <laughs> so let's take a look back. West Coast Classic 2021, you finished 21st place. <laughs> Atlas Games 2022, you finished ninth place. What did you learn in that year and your finish at, at Atlas Games? I think a big, I mean, obviously I, I matured as an athlete and I was so new with West Coast and that was my first first big competition. I had never done anything like that before. I was, like I said, still so new to, you know, competing at this high level with all of these high level athletes. And so it was like, a, I didn't know what to expect. Whereas now I had been to that competition. I had that experience. I grew as an athlete. I matured as an athlete. I obviously got better, worked on what I needed to work on, worked on up here. And Atlas Games was, I was very, I was very proud at the end of the weekend. And that was honestly my goal out of that weekend was no placements. Wherever I placed was wherever I placed. I wanted to just be proud of myself and my efforts and my mindset all weekend and just do what I know that I can. And it turned out to be the best competition and obviously, you know, performance that I've had to date. So, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty special. So my next question was, what were you most proud of? So what event, what moment were you most proud of during that weekend? Um, I don't know if there was like a specific moment that I was most proud of. I was proud of how I came off of the floor and how I acted from one event to the next, from one day to the next. So like in between the, the events and, you know, kind of drowning out the noise or the, 
you know, whatever that, whatever was going on, you know, in my head, I was able to just stay focused, stay present. And in that workout, I honestly, I know it's very cliche, but it's like, I was just confident going into the workout, whatever it may be, whether it was movements that I knew I would do well at or movements where I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go, but do what you can. And so I just did the best that I, I knew that I could and controlled what I could control, stayed in my lane. And I was just proud of my efforts in each of the workouts and then how I was in between the events, whether the event went really well and I surprised myself or whether, you know, the event didn't go as well. And, you know, maybe I didn't place where I wanted to place. So yeah, just like all, all the learning that came from each workout, you know, what I took away from it, um, was definitely, um, something I'll always remember. So you were kind of in that, in that spot where you just missed the last chance qualifier. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did that impact the way you felt about the weekend or were you like, it's, I'm just not ready yet. So going into the, um, going into that final workout of the legless rope climbs and the shuttle run, I think I was in like the eighth place spot. So I was like, Oh, awesome. Oh yeah. We were watching. Yeah. So, and then, you know, legless rope climbs have, and at West coast, you know, they've, they've been a struggle for me and I've just worked a ton on them since West coast. And since that really exposed me. So we've been, we put in a ton of work in them and I was just ready to, like I said before, just stay in my lane in that work. I knew it wasn't fantastic, but I was just going to do what I could do. And I ended up having, you know, just one missed rep on the rope climb, which obviously is very costly in that kind of workout. Um, but stayed calm, stayed calm throughout that no rep. I didn't freak out. Um, like I probably would have if it happened, you know, a year prior or whatever, I just stayed calm, went when I was ready, ended up getting the rep, finished the workout. So I knew kind of in that moment when I had that no rep, I'm like, man, you probably just lost that chance, you know, of getting into that last chance qualifier, which yes, I had that in the back of my head before I went into that last workout. Um, And then obviously when I heard, you know, my name not be called for that sixth, seventh or eighth place finish, it's like, it was a bummer, you know, for sure. I'm so happy for the athletes that did, but it was definitely a bummer, you know, to not hear that because of my name being there right before that workout. And then because of that workout, it didn't happen. Um, but it's just something, it's a movement. It's a workout that I need to work on, you know, and, and I know that I knew that going into it. Um, so afterwards, no, it didn't affect my, you know, that I was upset at myself, you know, because of my placement, it really like, yeah, it would have been super awesome to be able to do the last chance qualifier, but I was still proud of myself and I was still proud of the weekend because I had 
probably the best weekend ever, you know, of like of competitions. So I couldn't let that one little slip up take away from the rest of the wins that I had. Well, the good news is the one thing that underdog athletes are good at are rope climbs. God, I know. I know. <laughs> we we do rope climbs, uh, I think, twice a week. <laughs> like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Watching them, watching Alex and Matt at Granite Games was Alex is amazing at legless rope climbs. Oh, it's so amazing to watch her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So last time we talked, when I asked you about your past and, and your, your activities, your fitness stuff, like in the past, you said you really didn't like stick with softball or any of those kind of things. And you'd fallen into cheerleading. At what point in your life did you find out that you were competitive and that there were things you wanted to win? It was definitely, um, during cheerleading. Because cheerleading is a, it's a team sport. And so you, if one stunt falls, it's on the whole team. It affects the whole team. So when someone or people aren't putting in, when the whole group isn't putting in the exact same effort, then you're going to have those moments where you're going to be exposed. And when that kept happening in cheerleading or at our competitions, that's when I'm like, I, I just want to showcase what I am capable of. And I didn't know at the time what that would even mean or what that would look like, because obviously I was in a team sport. So it's like, I can't, really show my, um, talents and, and hard work and whatnot in that kind of setting. But obviously it led me to then CrossFit and being like, okay, like this is a sport that I can do on my own. And, and I determine how hard I want to push and the, the work that I want to put in. So that's super cool. So we're coming up on the hour. So I'm going to, uh, we're going to wrap this up with just a couple questions. Mm -hmm. You, you grew up in upstate New York. You moved to New Hampshire for about a year. Mm -hmm. You've now moved to Vegas. Do you think Vegas is going to be a long-term CrossFit home for you? Or do you hope that that's the case? Being in this environment now for the past few weeks, I hope that it is. I didn't really think that I would see myself like long-term here, but now that I've been in, in here for, you know, obviously it's only been a few weeks, but I, I really do love it out here and not just the gym setting, but just like the environment here, the weather here, you know, just the vibes and everything. I feel like it just, it fits me. And yeah, I, I hope that I see myself, you know, here for the the future. So speaking of not too distant future, have you sat down with Justin to talk about your goals for 2023? 
Um, not yet. I mean, it's been like kind of in passing or, you know, on like the initial Zoom call that we had, it was like a quick kind of answer question, you know, type thing, but um, not anything, you know, that we've sat down yet to do. But I will be very excited to do that. (laughs) Yeah. So you're looking forward to that. He knows what I want and he knows what I've been working towards. Um, So he's already got an idea of it, you know, so. So can, can I ask how old you are now? I'm 24. I just turned 24. 24. Yeah. So you are just getting into the peak of CrossFit age. And this is, so the window (laughs) is just opening up. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you want out of the 23 season? And then we'll see if, if Justin modifies it later. (laughs) Um, I think out of the 2023 season, I, so I want to, I want to obviously keep getting better. I want to work on my weaknesses that have exposed me in competitions that have affected, you know, my placements. I want to get my strengths even stronger. I want to, um, work on, keep working on my mindset, my confidence, and just everything that goes into a competition that doesn't have to do with any like physical abilities. Um, And if at the end of the day, if all of that lines up and all of my hard work and my effort into each workout goes as planned at a semifinal and it becomes a game spot, then I would be over the moon. But I'm not putting that as like my sole focus because I have in the past and it's then affected my ability to focus on like just the daily training and, you know, all of the wins that I had gotten over the training season, you know. So, Yes, that's always been the goal is to go to the CrossFit Games as an individual. And if that happens this upcoming year, amazing. But I'm more focused on I want to see the progress in my strengths, in my weaknesses, in my mindset, in my day-to-day routine. Is part of the process getting your weaknesses stronger to a point where if it happens, turns into it will happen because isn't that belief and isn't that confidence? Yeah, for sure. That's why I also said, I got to work on, keep working on, you know, what goes on up here with those movements where I'm still like, Ooh, I don't really know how that's going to go. But, but it's also okay to be realistic when you know there's things you have to work on. For sure. But at some point that has to change from we need to work on this to I can win this. Yeah. Yep. And that's why like getting my strengths even stronger to the point where like at competitions, at semifinals, like I don't just place, you know, top 10 in a workout. It's like, no, get into that top five, that top three, try to win a workout. Cause that's, what's gonna, you know, separate you 
like that's going to, that's, what's going to put you on top of the leaderboard, you know? So getting my strength stronger to help that out as long or as well as getting my weaknesses, you know, even better, you know? So my final question um, is that the season has changed a little bit. We're going from a four semifinal continent to a two semifinal continent with the top 10 going to the games instead of the top five. Mm -hmm. Do you like the new way or did you like the old way better? Um, I mean, to be completely honest, I haven't really thought that far. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's just been a lot going on. Um, I obviously have seen the changes, you know, Scott, let me unpack what what, (laughs) I know, what kind of of like bags and stuff. Um, I've, I've obviously seen the changes and whatnot um, that CrossFit's doing this season. Um, But that's, that hasn't been like a talk inside of the gym actually since I've been here. Like there hasn't been chatter about it. Justin hasn't said anything about, you know, it to us or like kind of picked our brains or whatnot. So it honestly hasn't been something that I've even given thoughts. I'm just kind of in that mindset of like, tell me what to do. I'll do it. And like, if it makes sense, let's go. Like, let's try, let's do this. So, um, yeah, I mean, bring on the 2023 season. That's what I'm ready for. I can actually hear Justin in my head right now going like, it's still still 20 people from North America, right? Like still 20 people. So, I know. That's why I just make it clear cut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Five, 10, still getting 20. Yes, exactly. Right? So just, let's just, let's just get there. Yeah. Well, Elena, you are just a joy to interview. Thank you so much for jumping on. Um, I wish you all the luck there in Vegas. And we will be staying in touch uh, to make sure that we're following your career through the 23 season and beyond. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I've loved coming on here, you know, the first time and then the second time, obviously, as well. It's just as great. So thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thank Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you like what you hear, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.